Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell. I'm here with my co-host as always, Marky D, Mark Davison. Mark, how are you doing? Hey, Matty, what's going on, man? I'm doing really well. It's uh, kind of cold here um, in Australia again, which got a you know uh, a snap cold out of nowhere. Um, but I'm doing awesome, and we've got people from the live chat already coming in. We got Rhino, Tool, George. Uh, I believe we have another few blokes in here. Uh, Snowman coming into the live chat. It's awesome being here in the, here on our Sunday morning. We have another player in the live chat, but he's talking about the Ratbirds, so we, can, we, we can't bring him up. Um, I'm ready to go. I'm actually ready to really to jump into our show because it. Um, I know you want to talk about it, and it's going to be part of our show, but it leads in from last week. We had a really uh, controversial, I would say, topic near the end. Maddie, what, what, what happened near the end? So if, you, if anyone missed it, I, I, I should suggest that you go back and it's about four minutes 50, I think it is, in the um, to go in last week's show. But I said something really controversial about a few players. <laughs> I basically created my what the heck or my what the hell five and that caught everyone a bit off guard, particularly caught Mark off guard. So... Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that today and who those players are. And, you know, as the title of the show today is predictable or unpredictable, that is the question. We're going to cover off some of those players. We're going to cover off some predictions um, and part two of the show as well that we have for a couple of key players. We know it's very early to make predictions. So, you know, for the team. So we're really interested in sort of covering that from the players perspective. But yeah, I feel like I dropped a bit of a bombshell. I was even getting hate in the comments um, all week on YouTube from a few people. But, you know, such is life. Yeah, that happens. It always happens, you know. It's what it is. 
Well, that's it. And and this is the thing is that we're all entitled to our own opinions. That's what this is. You know, whether you wear the, the host of this show or whether you guys bring it up in the live chat, you know, we're all entitled to our opinions. And, you know, often Mark and I are very much the, what we like to call the homers, you know, on the, on this BTSC family, the homers were always up there for the Steelers, no matter what, who wears the black and gold. Well, yeah, there are some players that we're not fans of. And I think this team has to be realistic. We haven't won a Super Bowl in a decade plus. We haven't progressed to the, you know, second round of the playoffs in, you know, how many, however many years it is now, seven or eight or whatever it is. Like, let's be realistic on it. And those, and depth is so important. When we said that, if you actually go back and listen to last week's show, we talked about, you know, the role of, you know, look at it, the NBA, for example. You can't have a star player at all five positions. I'm not suggesting that the Steelers need studs in, in all 53 positions as much as we'd like to wish that would happen. But we should expect a certain amount of serviceability from the, from the, the guys that are in my what-the-heck five. And, yeah, I just personally, I don't think they're the guys to deliver it, but that's just me. That's just me. But Mark, yeah, was there anything that happened this week, you know, for the Steelers that you that was particularly big news for you that you thought we, we should discuss with all our BTSC listeners? It wasn't really big news, but it's just good to see the boys getting back in action. I watched a few videos of them at uh, mini camp and then getting on the pads and um, uh, Najee and the fellas and then Samuels and those kind of guys running around um, with the rock and getting back to normality, I guess, with the football season. So it's with the mini camp now. Um, it's it was just it's just really good to see the players back in Heinz Field, you know. Like this is this is the start. Like this is where the Super Bowl run starts, pretty much. It, it starts in uh, players turning up. Um, you know, just 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 imagine being a player and you haven't seen seen your friends or your teammates for a long time. And it's getting the band back together. It's just starting. Uh, we're leading into training camp, which gets really you know pretty physical. And then, then into the Hall of Fame game, the preseason, and then it's week one in Buffalo, and then it's ready to go. And we've got to make sure our team is on top of the money from there. But look, seeing Big Ben throw, um, some of the routes that the Juju and the guys are catching, it's just really good to see. Like at that point, and and for us, even down here in Australia, it's 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 hard to catch. I don't know how you how you catch it. Sometimes I go on YouTube um, and I re- read the articles in BTSC, or I go on. Steelers.com, but it's hard to catch a few of these things because we don't have um, any really NFL media here. We do, but it's it's more skewed to the Cowboys, uh, Patriots, Green Bay, stuff like that, and not not so much Steelers. How, how do you find – how do you get information or, or video footage of these camps? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm pretty much the same as you. Obviously, we look at all the articles on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh, Steelers. Um, but yeah, like a lot of social media stuff as well, the team website, uh, you know, occasionally like there'll be other few other NFL around, like around the NFL sort of sorts of shows, but yeah, it's, it's really, I like, I look from their social media particularly because like, you know, we sort of give the Steelers a bit of stick around social media, um, you know, and what they do in season. But, yeah, they, they do put a lot of imagery out from that perspective. Some of the players put things out. And then, obviously, a lot of the beat reporters, too, from guys like The Athletic and the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, those sorts of guys put it out. So, you know, I try to get across that. But the great thing is, and it's like what I say on Steelers War Room when I listen to a lot of different other podcasts for the NFL, the great thing is is that as Steelers fans, as BTSC listeners – 
whether you're listening live or listening on audio, we've got it all there for you. We're either covering it in the shows or we're covering it on site. So you actually don't have to go and look at all those multiple sources. You can just go straight to us. Dave is keeping a pretty good tracker at the moment of things like OTAs and mini camps and what have you. So, you know, go to those. It's all there for you. It saves you scrolling around, um, you know, and that's what we care about because remember, all of us that sit in these, you know, host chairs, we're all fans too. So a lot of the things that we find difficult as fans, we try and fix for everyone else. So that's one of the beauties about the BTSC um, family and, and, and platform, if you like, that is our articles, YouTube shows and, and audio shows. But Mark... Yeah. Oh, sorry, okay. Matt, I was just going to say one last thing uh, with the media. If you can't find anything to do with the Steelers, just go back onto YouTube and find a, um, a press conference from, from Coach Tomlin in 2014. Because they're pretty much the same. Every 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 time he gets on there, I love the guy. I really do. He's one of my favorite coaches. But you put him into a press conference and you, you just hear him say the same things about getting the team together and, and, and you know, and uh, just really rallying around the boys. And it's just, I put him on sometimes just to, to relax. He's got that nice zen, that zen voice. But do you, do you find that as well with, with Coach Tomlin? Like the hard thing for me, the hard thing for me, so I work in media and PR, as you know, Mark, like that, that's what I do as a like professionally. So the funny thing for me is that, you know, when you teach, there's this real thing, you got to teach, you know, spokespeople, you know, whether it's a coach or a politician or a CEO or what have you, you want to teach them to be able to have a conversation, but sometimes say a lot without actually saying anything. And, you know, Mike Tomlin is a perfect example of that. Uh, the problem, though, is is that in 2021 and beyond, you know, and it's been like this for the last four or five years, authenticity is really important. So you've got to balance up between not giving anything away and creating media, media, you know, headlines and storms versus being authentic and doing something. So the other thing about Tomlin, too, is I don't know, maybe he's just thinking from a marketing perspective, you've got to sit there and listen to the full 20 minutes to try and get anything out of the interview, you know? Well, I reckon... But- I reckon he'd be very direct with the players, though. That's like, it. I think it's the complete we, opposite. I think, yeah, and I think yeah, um, he's like, run it here and, and do this, like, A to B now. But on the media side, he just kind of, like, falafels on about everything. So I listened to an interview a, while, a couple of weeks back, which was from March. Um, oh, I forgot who was, which, which show or podcast show it was. But anyway, it was one of the uh, next NFL player and he had Colin on there and Colin was talking about Ben back in the day and Tomlin. And he was just like, Tomlin, Tomlin away from the cameras in the locker room is so direct. It's not funny. It's complete opposite. So, you know, and that's what you, that's what you'd expect. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I, I really do, uh, you know, love the coach. He's been there a long time and he's, he's always, he's had winning seasons, but it's always interesting to, to, to listen to him talk. Um, about the preseason stuff, and it's just uh, it's just really funny. And you can you can sometimes it gets a bit animated with the playoff loss and stuff like that. But they're pretty much stock standard the same kind of answers. However, maybe the the reporters and the media aren't doing a, a good enough job to get those questions out of him or those answers those answers out of him too. But also, like you got to think, there's certain things he wants to give away. There's other things he doesn't. You know, you never want to. You know, that's the thing, right? Let's say let's say. Um, Deontay drops a bunch of drops a bunch of balls, right? Drops a bunch of targets. You're not gonna jump in there afterwards unless it was one that like literally cost them the game and really talk about that. The, the, like if, if you're a player, you'd prefer your coach 
in the film rooms and the following week or the next day when you're watching, you know, the replays and stuff to sit there and go, Hey, let's work on that. Or, you know, we really shouldn't have done this or you shouldn't have been in that position or you should have been watching for this. Like, like the coach needs to be able to have that conversation first with the player in many respects. So I get having to address certain things, but there are other things. And also there's the pump up too, right? If, if Alex Hyde, let's take Alex Highsmith last year and the great job that he did. And I know his dad was on with the Scobros this week. That was fantastic. And, um, you know, really excited, you know, to hear Sam talk. But you take someone like Alex Highsmith, for example, if he's playing really, really well and Tomlin goes out there and goes, oh, he was the best defensive player on the field for us today, or, you know, he's the one that's emerging as the best. Immediately, he dials up the pressure on the player. Mm-hmm. Equally, it dials it up for the other team to go, hey, we've got to go target him. Now, that could be helpful because when you got TJ Watt on the other side, fine, how are you going to deal with them both? But you see what I mean, though, the point in that, you know, sometimes you don't want to put players on the map, whether it's a negative and a positive. Sometimes you just want to keep it even keel. And, Mark, you and I are Manly Seagulls fans. You know, we're always known as... You know, they've our coach Des Hasler of, you know, flying under the radar, you know, even when Manly are the top team in the comp, you know, and on top of the ladder and they've got the best record in the league, you know, he was still saying, oh, we just want to keep flying under the radar. And it was like, mate, you're not flying under the radar. Everyone's pretty clear about He's where got you're the, at. The best hair in the business. The Des, best Des hair Hasler. in the business. Um, Hasler? And, and Tomlin are quite similar. He and Tomlin are quite similar yeah. if you make a lot of comparisons. but. That whole flying under the radar piece, that whole siege mentality, uh, you know, and you know that's something that I think they want to feed, and I think that relates into what Tomlin puts into into those press conferences. So, who's that player, Maddie? Uh, sorry, that coach who said we want winners. Who's that? Who was that guy? I can't remember his name off the top of my head. We want winners. Do you remember that guy? That the, the live chat might remember his name. It was um, it was a coach who came out. Was it the San San Fran Forty Nineers coach? And they oh, were yeah. losing or something, and he, he came out to a press conference and said, "We want winners, <laughs> like we want players who want to win." Like he came out and did exactly the opposite of what you're saying. I I, I, well, I like the Dan Campbell one when they interviewed him this week, this year, and he was talking about biting off kneecaps, and you're going to knock <laughs> us down, and we're going to bite you, bite off your other kneecap, and then we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. And I was is like, that "Hell bit, yeah!" Like I'm up for is that. that. A bit too far fetched, though, or like. Oh, I like a bit of I like the passion of it. I like the passion of it. But as well, you can't have you can't have a in some ways a coach every week in the national media coming up and going, you know, we're gonna bite people's kneecaps off. I mean, you know, that gets a bit ridiculous, particularly if your team doesn't do well. That's the other thing. Like you think about Tomlin and the Steelers, right? A lot of being a Steelers fan, you know, half the fan base just hates on the team the whole time. I mean, we're gonna about to talk about my what the heck five, right? which is really hating on the team, you know, or hating on some players, right? So if you're Tomlin and you're sitting there going on about this or going on about that in the press conference, you're just fueling that fire. Like Tomlin's in that situation. It's one of those ones where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Yeah, and it was uh, – it was. I just looked it up. It was uh, Mike Singletary who came out after the game there and we said, go. we want winners. <laughs> and he was full. He was – but like – that's another thing where he hasn't got the maybe hasn't got control of the locker room, but he's trying to appease the media. And then he's maybe his team's gone, coach. What are you talking about? We're trying our hardest, or there's a really a big a big yeah. disconnect there. Um, whereas Tomlin, kind of, you know, I know that Tomlin in this he has we know it. This team's a great team. It's a good franchise. He's been there a long time. We know that he's very direct with the players. We know that he has a very special relationship with the receivers, uh, the running backs, the the defense. He, he's he's very personable to each and every guy. And a lot of them would treat him like a father figure as well. 
you know, coming yeah. up now in the, in the Father's Day in, in America, and they, they see him, they don't want to let that Tomon down. You know, they want to play for themselves, but they don't want to see Tomon give cross his arms and say, you know, what's going on? <laughs> I got to bring up Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> It's all fun and games until a player actually gets a kneecap bitten off. Wow. Yeah, well. That'd be a penalty. That'd be a flag, wouldn't it? Surely. Oh, mate, it just brings up those John Hopawade memories. Oh, we don't. We can't even say that on YouTube. That was too – He's uh, by the way, he's an NRL player, but we, what he did was just – Yeah, my, as a player for Mark and my uh, – the NFL team, the NRL team we we support, and uh, back in the nineties, was it nineties or the two thousands? Early two thousands. Two thousands, and it was very hard to be a Manly Seagull fan because the way that he played the game was quite yeah. um, interesting, to put to say the least. Yes, let's just say there was an incident involving buttocks and a, <laughs> and his digits. Anyway, yes. Uh, so we better get into it because Frank's saying, "G'day, mate. Where's all the four? The forex. Oh, I thought he was saying, "Where's the what the heck four? But uh, no, it's, it's what the hell five forex. But where? <laughs> but yeah, we are. I don't know about you, Mark. I'm going to assume that you don't stoop to that level of the forex. I'm not a. I'm not a forex drinker. That's the, the only way I have the, have forex um, for beer. It's got to be really hot. Like that sounds kind of funny, but it's a mid strength beer. It's 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 kind of nice. But you've got to drink it. Where from you? Yeah, Wales. yeah. You got you have it. I wouldn't choose to go and have it. Um, but I I'd reject it. I'd rather not drink. Really? If that was your last drink, there they wouldn't. It, so and, I... Um, this I could do my what I could do my what the heck five of, of alcoholic beverages, but also uh, that strongbow. Have you ever had that strongbow cider? That stuff is uh, awful. I, I'm not. I'm not really a cider drinker. I I try and do do beer or do um you know Jack Daniels and stuff like that. But I've had forex before. It's it's something they sell when you go to the you know the, the horse racing or something like that. They sell it for like five or, or six dollars. Um, really, really light beer. Not, not a big fan, but if it's there, I'll have it. But if you're saying, um, it's actually, this goes into our what the hell five. Like for me, I, I, I like these players and I will watch them. But you're on the other side. You're like, nope, I don't want any anything to do with them. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, Mark, you're dying to ask me. Let's crack into the what the yeah, heck. Yeah, okay, five. let's go. So what the hell five? It came in last week. I just want to know, let's go through, what was the list, Matty? You, you've got it uh, written down and we'll go through the player and we'll just understand where your thoughts are coming from and why, you know, do you see them part of the team or, or what's your overall thoughts on them? Who, who, who's, the, who's the five so we can remind our listeners so far? Right. So the five are Derek Watt, Marcus Allen, who we talked about last week a fair bit, Henry Mondo, Cassius Marsh, and Jalen Samuels, who we also talked about a bit last week. And then... I think Mark, let's confession time for the listeners. <laughs> when we were talking before we went on air, and we were, we were playing who my what the heck five are. Obviously, I kind of bundled Ray Ray, um, <laughs> Ray Ray with that to a degree. He, you know, he's not bad, so I'm not going to put them there. But then there are some fringe players like JC Hassenhauer, who I really could put in my what the heck five as well. So the what the heck five might, you know, might be expanded upon throughout the season. But, uh, but, yeah, we'll talk about the five players of Jalen Samuels, Cassius Marsh, Henry Mondo, Marcus Allen, and uh, Derek Watt. Yeah. So let's jump into it. Who – okay, why is Marsh part of your uh, five? Do you see him with the team? Um, is it because his, his previous history being a player on other teams he didn't do so well? Is it, he, is it the, the Pokemon cards? Is it the – 
the the tattoos that look like a an abstract art. What's going on? Why is he part of this? So I would love him to do well, right? I would love the Pokemon King to do well. I would love like <laughs> the tattoos and whatever. Like you stood inside a field. I'm like, this guy, this has got to be the character. We're talking about a guy though, or I could be do the Chris Collinsworth. Now here's a guy, you know, like he's played on seven teams, right? I thought so. He's a, he's a journeyman, right? He's been around the league. He's a journeyman, not a problem. But he's played on seven. He's played seven teams, right? Going back to 2014, 92 games he started. In that time, he's literally achieved five forced fumbles, 14 sacks. So he's actually got more sacks than I'll give him credit there. He's got more than what um, I originally like thought he'd been able to do over the course of his career. But like, you know, we're talking 29 quarterback hits. I mean. These are stuff that, like, and obviously a TJ is one of the best in his position, or the or I think the best in the league in his position. But TJ can do that in one season. There are ten guys in the NFL that can do that in what, what this in one season. What this guy's done in a career, and I just see it at the age that he is. Is he actually going to get any better? And if not, should we be trying someone that's developmental, or should we be spending double the money on a key position like pass rush on someone that can be proven? And that's the thing with him. Like, even on a minimum contract, I'm just like, what's the value in it? And I think that's the lens. And I did kind of talk to this before I said the what the heck five last week. That's the lens that I look at a lot of these players, even Ray Ray, for example, is are they holding a position that we could put someone to develop in that role? In? Now, agree. Then that brings up the question, do you have someone available that you want to develop in that role? Completely fine, right? And and James Galway brings up Quincy Roche. Exactly. But if you listen to the curtain call this week, and I'm the biggest fan of Quincy Roche, I pretty much said Quincy Roche in the first like war room before the draft that when we switched it from cap room to war room, like I think that was a good 12 weeks ago, but it was my first show that really looked at draft plays. And I said, we should draft Quincy Roche. And then they drafted him. Right. I thought that I need to use a third or a fourth on him, but they, they didn't have to, which is great. Cause I talked about needing to get Kendrick green, but Quincy Roche might not be ready quite yet. And equally, we can't just have one backup at the outside linebacker position. We need two, right? Because you think about it right like this. In 2019, when Ben went out in Seattle Seahawks, look what happened at the quarterback position. What if there's – who's to say and, you know, touch every bit of wood we can, who's to say TJ Watt doesn't blow a knee in week eight? Yeah. Right? No, and then I, what do you I agree do? with you. Then what do you I do? agree with you. I, so the first thing I agree with the Marsh one, I agree um, completely what you're saying. So you just said there he's been uh, he's played 92 games and he's got 15 sacks. That's 14. pretty below. There you go. That's pretty below par. Um, seven teams. Why did the Pittsburgh Steelers pick him up? Is Mate, it he depth? started nine games? He hasn't. He's started less than 10 percent of his career. Is he, is he just a camp body? Even last year, why did he play in that Browns game? Um, there has to be something to this guy, but to the, to the fan, like fan perspective, there's, I don't really – I'm very confused why they did bring in Marsh. Like he's a, he's a, a veteran, I guess, because he's been around seven teams and he's been, he played this many games, but he's not getting the results that we need for our Steelers. And a good point with uh, Mason Rudolph, example, when Rudolph came in, everybody was like – Oh my, we we uh we we miss Ben. We understand that when Ben throws okay. a nice forty-five yard pass, and um, it's on the sideline, and it's on the money. Um, he's doing all the right reads, and then Mason comes in, and we're like, wow, it's a, it's a massive difference. So, Marsh, Marsh, I agree with. I, I agree with you there. Um, 
I think a lot of Steeler fans don't overly know, and and it doesn't even like doesn't look like a Steeler. I don't know, maybe because he's been around so many other teams as well, and he's got that that Capoeira like kind of cool kick. But how many times has he done that? Only fourteen times when he's got to the quarterback. <laughs> So, I just, I just worry. Like it's, like it's his birthday is in like a literally a week's time, right? Literally a week's time, and he'll be twenty nine. Do we really expect it to get better? And this is the thing. So yeah, that's me for Cassius Marsh. Who do you want to tackle? Like, same as like uh, Anthony uh, Chicolo. They're pretty, pretty much the same, same kind of. At least like, like Chicolo, I got no time for the guy if the allegations about him are true. But like. Chicolo was a five-star recruit and an absolute athlete when he came out of college, right? He hasn't been able to work and translate that to the NFL, and I think there might be an attitudinal thing there, right? And look, good on Cassius Marsh for making his dream alive. Like, I'm not, I, I, like, I'm not saying he's like the worst player in the league. I'm just saying for the depth that we need at the third string or the fourth string outside linebacker in a defense like that we have at the Steelers, he doesn't cut the mustard. Fair enough. Let's keep on defense and let's go into uh, Mondo. Now, the reason that I like him, which is basically his name, I, I like his... He's know, got a cool name. I'll give him credit there. He's got a cool, cool name, name. And I think he did like one or two good tackles last year and maybe helped the game in that. But um, he's part of your five. Why? Yep. What are your reasons that he's... Why is he with the Steelers and why does it, why does it boggle your mind? So firstly, I'll just say Steelers fan 36 in the live chat. Nope, slinging the slang still coming up, and we've got a good one coming for today. Um, Maddie, you still there? We want to have some, uh, again, technical. You still there, Maddie? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, did it freeze again? What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. All right. There was a lag to start the show. So, look, the thing about Henry Mondo, and this is going to sound odd, and I don't know whether people got that when it, when it just refreshed on everyone then, but the thing about Mondo is, like, he's only 280 pounds, right? At the Steelers' defensive tackle position, when he had a 300-pound-plus guy, and he's, he, would that make him any slower? That's the question for me. Like, does that then make him much slower? And if it does, then fine. But, like, look, he's only really played last year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, he played in 11 games. You know, there's one tackle for a loss, two quarterback hits, whatever. I don't know. I just, I've not ever seen him on the field and go, I'm hugely inspired. I don't think he's that versatile across the line. I'd prefer them to give those sorts of snaps to a Wormley or a Davis or a Bugs, you know, someone that's come out drafted. You know, I I just, I'm not a fan of him. I'm just not a fan of him. And the, the big thing as well, he plays behind, well, Stefan Tua. And, you know, if there's the, if he's meant to be the depth piece there, does it go from an A plus to a a C plus or maybe a D? You know, it goes so when to you a, this, did not even try. Really? Wow. See, I I don't know. I don't know if I have an opinion on Mondo yet because I haven't seen too much too much on the him. The thing about Mondo that might be unfair from me is that he might. I don't know. He's this is the thing because he's never really caught my eye on anything, right? But he probably what, does what, stuff what, on what special about, teams that I'm that? not giving him credit for. What about that uh, that lead block he did for the, the running back that might have been Benny Snell on the edge or whoever yeah, was? Remember seeing that? That no, was pretty cool to see, right? He, he's maybe he just needs more opportunity to play, and maybe he might be one of the breakout breakout stars. Question in the, though, the question though, if he's doing that lead block right now, what might have been injured that game, right? But if he's doing that lead block. Why don't we have an offensive lineman that can do that block? Why don't we have a Hang fullback on. that can do that block? Why don't we have a tight end that can do that block? Like, 
there's lots of other explanations beforehand Maddie, on Doni. We'll jump into what, and I'll bring that up next, like you said last week. As Owen <laughs> David says, what does Derek Watt do? What does he do? Yeah, what does he do? You, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta tell me. I wanna, I wanna understand why, like, it's, <laughs> it's hard to say, but what, because you said it last week, right? And I was like, well, I, you know, what's one of our fan favorites? Because he's like the brother of uh, TJ Watt, and he's meant to be this, you know, menacing fullback, um, great special teams player. And then you said straight after, what does he do? But so yeah, I'm what curious. does he do? What, yeah. Well, what, what I mean, this the is team? the thing. This is the thing. I would rather pay TJ an extra two or three million a year and have that and have TJ going absolutely nuts than paying to have his brother because that supposedly makes the contract better. Now, look. And I said this before, Derek Watt makes sense to spend that much money if he's perfect on special teams and he plays every game because he's on a cheaper deal than what Matikiewicz was when Matikiewicz went to the Bills. Then the Bills love him. And Matikiewicz has still you know, got a lot of support amongst our fan base. I was a fan. I just didn't think we needed to pay him five mil or so a year, whatever he's getting paid. Derek Watt, though, right? And Tyler Matikiewicz at least could play in some schemes in the linebacking court, in some schemes. He could play it better than what Derek Watt makes a contribution at fullback. Now, when Rosie Nix wasn't injured, he he didn't do that bad for the Steelers in terms of what we had. And obviously, he had Le'Veon Bell there that you know could make him look good as well. But really, like Derek Watt, you'd expect a fullback to do some sort of running or some sort of catching. He's literally never he, – he doesn't even have 50 yards – on his career yet. Not even 50 for, yards. For, for running the ball? For running the ball. He's only got yeah. 152 in receiving. So it's not like you can say, oh, yeah, but he catches it out of the backfield. He doesn't. He wasn't healthy last year. And I agree. That was brought up in the live chat where, like, Feekner does not know how to use him. He probably didn't have the right running back for it to make sense either. But I just, I'm just not a fan. I'm just and we that. paid we paid quite a lot of uh, money for what didn't we? Yeah, and and like and like um, bonus too, so money that you're not going to get back. Like, I mean, he's got a he's got an average rush yardage of two point six for his career. Right. So yeah, the question is here from uh, Steelers uh, fan thirty six, and I was going to ask it as well. Who do you think who do you think would be would play better in our system, uh, Roosevelt uh, Nix or um, Derek Watt? Nick's, but they both have the injury issues and Nick's is too old. I'll give you this as well. I talked about it in War Room this week. If you go on to Pro um, Football Reference, they have this approximation value um, metric, right, which is not – and it basically ranks players and you can kind of determine where people are sitting in their Hall of Fame race, right? So in a good season, right, a, like let's say a, when – if Ben, if the Steelers make the playoffs and get to a championship game, Ben will be like a 17 or what have you, right? Like Alex, like Claypool last year, I think was a seven, um, you know, for what he did. Derek Watt has the full sum of one, an approximation value of one for his entire career. That's less than what most people have in a, in a, in a season. Even a Cassius Marsh would have more, right? Like Marcus Allen, who we're going to talk about, his approximation value is four, right? That's, Derek Watt has literally done nothing in his career. And if we think it's going to start now, I think we're kidding ourselves. So you don't think uh, this year he'll be used as a, as a fullback more and he'll get those, you know, um, massive uh, uh, defensive guys out of the way and then put his body on the line? Um, will, will he make the team? Like, how does it happen for what? Oh, he's going to make the team. 
in a, in a TJ Watt contract year, he's going to make the team. He's going to make the team. Um, the best we maybe hope for is he gets injury and then like you put him on you know injured It'd reserve be... and then. I don't want to just... wish an injury on anyone. I don't mean it like that. But no, I just no, no, mean, no, no. But but what I mean is that like we're not getting. He's not a proper fullback, right? I mean, I'd be interested if he could block better putting Jalen Samuels in that role. Because we talk about the H-back role and what have you. And he's someone we're going to talk about in a second. But we can't – this is the thing. We can't have passengers. If we want to go to win a Super Bowl, we need players that are going to make contributions and that, you know, they talked about in the preview a couple of days about days ago about gambles and bets and what have you. I love a long odd. Believe me, I love an underdog and I love a long odd, you know, but I don't love Derek Watt at a long odd. Right. Do you want to go into the last two players or we'll save it for yeah, let's, two? Let's, let's, oh, well, you know what? We might we might call a halftime. We might call a break between part Time one out. and part two. <laughs> Time out. Give ourselves a quick sip of the water. But, yeah, that wraps up. Steelers, touchdown under part one for this week. Join us at part two. We've got Sling and the Slang. We're going to wrap up the What the Heck 5. We're going to take Q&A. We might even make a couple of predictions if we've got a, we've got a chance to make that time. If you're on the listing live right now, those, those awesome listeners, um, everyone's an awesome listener, but really enjoy the guys, you know, and guys and gals being able to participate in the live chat. Just hold tight for 10 seconds and we'll be right back with you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.